Hello and welcome to the Profitable Practice Podcast with me, Andrea Maxim, naturopathic doctor turned healthpreneur. And every week I'm bringing you no-nonsense, no-BS, actionable strategies to create a practice that is not only profitable but fully sustainable by you. If you're an action taker like me and want to create a practice that is profitable, then you've come to the right place. Hello, everyone. This is Andrea, your host of the Profitable Practice Podcast. And again, I have a phenomenal person that I brought on the show today who's going to tell us all about her really interesting story into how she got into um, being basically a really awesome healthpreneur dominating the online space. She has a line of products. And the best part is, is she was kind of forced into it. And I hope that, uh, Samantha, you're going to talk about that story because that's the part of you that I think is the coolest is that you didn't really do this necessarily by choice. That choice was kind of made for you, and that's just how life works. So Samantha Gladish, my dear, dear friend, um, we met back in my third year at naturopathic school. We went to John Redden's um, How to Make a Botanical Tincture course, and I can't believe that we're still friends today, which is so cool. Like you just never know who you're going to meet and how you're going to meet them. So I introduce to you, everyone, Samantha Gladish, my dear, dear friend. And here she is. So tell us your story. Ah, uh, hi. hi. What a great intro. That was sweet. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I was thinking before we got on our call, I'm like, how long have I actually known Andrea? Where did we meet? Yeah, that's yeah, right. John long time. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, thanks for having me. I'm so excited for you and this podcast. This is amazing. Um, okay, tell my story. There's well, lots to tell. My favorite part is, okay, so let me ask you this. Were you a holistic nutritionist from the get-go or were you like working for another company or what were you doing prior to what you've kind of accomplished over the past couple of years? Good question. So um, I have always sort of been interested and in, and in, in health and wellness. And so uh, I, I would say, I mean, I'm a holistic nutritionist now and I have been for almost 10 years. Um, so no, I would say, yeah, about 10 years ago was when I graduated from school, from the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. And then from there, I was kind of working in like health food stores as part-time and I was teaching like Pilates classes and kickboxing classes and just kind of doing a whole bunch of things within like the wellness space. Um, and then I was, I got a full-time job at a health food store and then I started to manage a health food store and then I really got bored of being in four walls and I just couldn't handle it anymore and so I I, I was always sort of like an opportunist there was always just like okay I've I've hit sort of the ceiling here there's no more growth I need to move on so um, when I was at the health food store I was making so many great connections with uh, different sales reps and different companies and so I decided okay I want to be a sales rep now and so I got a job uh, with a company and uh, was there for about a year and a half and then I was actually let go from there and then uh, moved on to another sales rep company and then I was there for a bit and um, got let go from there and basically (laughs) 
uh, at that point, which was about two years ago, I said, okay, like this is it. I've always, I've always been, I've always had my business on the side, but I never gave it my full energy and attention. And by business, I mean like basically coaching clients, taking on nutrition clients. So I would always take on some random clients here and there, but I always had a full-time job on the side. And so after I got let go from, from that last job, I was just like, okay, this is it. Like I'm putting full energy into growing my practice and growing my business and, and I want to have an online business and, and I'm going to do this. And so, so you're yeah. obviously the worst employee on the planet, which was in your favor because now you're the best like woman healthpreneur, totally hustling it you know, person. And it's funny, eh? How the universe is sort of like, no, Samantha, you're not supposed to be working for people. This is not what you're supposed to do. (laughs) I am so unemployable. Like I, (laughs) I totally am unemployable. I've, and you know, it's not like I ever got fired because I was like doing bad things or I did something wrong. It's just that, you know, companies change, things change and they just have to let people go. And so, uh, yeah, I'm just totally unemployable. <laughs> so this is something that I think a lot of people that are listening um, ha- have struggles with because now you have no plan B. You have no backup plan. You just lost your job. And describe that transition. What was that like? Like what was going through your head at that time when you're like, oh my goodness, like now I have to make this work. Right. So it's so funny because that day, like I literally manifested getting fired. Like I remember a few days prior, I said to my boyfriend, you know, I don't have a good feeling about this meeting coming up. Like I, I really think I'm being let go. And he's like, Oh, that's, that's crazy. And he's, and he's like, but then again, you said that the last time you got let go, it was just like, <laughs> this intuition. and so sure enough, that meeting came and I literally will never forget, um, walking into the door and I saw my boss at the time who, awesome man and you know I he opens the door and I'm like are you firing me today it was the first thing I said it totally threw him off and uh he just like hung his head down low and I was like you know it's okay it's okay I was actually so excited because the truth is about three weeks prior to that I I was going to quit and I just had this weird feeling inside that it just not to do it. And so I didn't. And sure enough, three weeks later, I got let go. So I was actually really, I was really happy. I mean, I went into my car after getting let go and I was like, thank you. And I called my boyfriend and I was like, it did, it happened. It really did happen. And so oh my goodness. It was like celebrate. It was just cause I think I just, I knew it was at that point where it was like, like it's time, like it's really time for me to just put my energy into my business and step out on my own. Cool. And yeah. your boyfriend is also quite the healthpreneur himself, is he not? Yeah, he is. And so he um, he's a strength and conditioning coach and he trains a lot of elite athletes. And um, when we first met almost four years ago, uh, he was yeah, I mean, he was he was training athletes booked back to back all day long. And um, and now he has his own gym. And uh, yeah, which is really exciting. And uh, it's funny because he's seen me like with all this growth happen in the past few years and like putting all my energy into the online world and mm-hmm. launching books and doing all that. And he's like, okay, I, I guess I should start doing this now. So good. You're feeding yeah. off each other, which is really awesome, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what I want to know is what was your business like when you got let go from your job and then describe sort of how you've been able to manifest it into what it is now over the past couple of years? 
so I really feel like I didn't have much of a business then. I just knew that I was, um, you know, I was taking on a few clients here and there. I was blogging, sharing recipes, you know, sort of posting on social media, but I didn't really have this like strategy behind it. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of going with the flow and doing what I think needed to be done at that time. Sure. sure. Um, and I was also really undercharging with all of my coaching clients and, you know, that was taking up majority of my time, but yet I really wasn't making that much money. So just so, to stop you there, what do you mean by undercharging? Like how much were you charging for a one hour session, for instance? So I wasn't even doing it by the hour. I was setting up people over like an eight week or 12 week period um, of coaching. And I was charging $495. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And there's a lot of time, especially from your perspective, because you're doing a lot more of the meal planning and the foods and that sort of thing. And that takes a lot of energy and effort for sure. Yes. A lot of time. And so, um, I mean, I definitely had this idea that uh, I like, could I charge more? Like, really? Like, that's just crazy, right? Like, are people going to really pay me more than $500? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I, I was just totally undercharging and all my time and energy was going into, you know, putting these protocols together and meal planning and whatnot. And then um, I really started to branch out into really uh, understanding more about like marketing and the online world. And I was really starting to pay attention to what other people were doing. And, um, and so it's, it made me sort of start to change things and the way I was doing and look at my pricing differently and, and really made me reevaluate, you know, if, if this is what I want to do full time, then yeah, I can't survive on four ninety five. Absolutely. And, yeah. And so I had to really, um, just started doing increments, like small increments and increasing my prices. And, um, and the more I started to put myself out there and blog and connect with people and send out an email newsletter, um, the, the more I was, I was creating more interest in my business. And so as that interest started to grow and more people wanted to work with me, I felt more confident in increasing those rates. And so where are your rates at now? So I charge anywhere from $1,500 all the way up to, you know, $3,000. For the it, same eight-week package? Yeah. So it's anywhere from eight to 12 weeks. I mean, it definitely depends sort of on the person um, and how much work really needs to be done. And right. So it really does vary. But um, I would say mainly we're looking at probably about $1,500 is where my rates really are at right now. Um, I've definitely taken on some you know, like fertility clients. And that really does take a lot of time and a lot more effort. And we're looking at working together over a longer period. So this might be a little bit higher. Um, But yeah, I I typically anywhere from about eight to 12 weeks, but that's a minimum, you know, like that's a minimum commitment to at least really get like the foundation down and really build something together um, before you can really start seeing change of, you you know, you know, this, of of course, And then, of course, you know, the option is there to con- to continue on afterwards. So how do you put it together? And the reason why I'm asking you these specific questions is because I'm sure people are going to say, well, if Samantha can do it, I would like to do it. And I'm a huge proponent of don't recreate the wheel. So if I'm prying a little bit too much, let <laughs> me know. But um, for instance, are you saying, OK, uh, for the next eight weeks, 
this is what's included, this is what it's gonna cost you, um, and then do you offer any guarantees? Do you say you get unlimited access to me whenever you want? How do you position this program to make it um, desirable for people to be like, you know what, this is totally worth the investment, I'm willing to put this money down for my health, because not everybody's gonna think of it that way when you put that number right out there, right? No, they're not, and you know, it's a good, Thing you mentioned that because I think it's important to note that if anybody does go to my website and they look at my pra- my packages, you know, I never put my pricing there. And now it's one thing if I was offering something that was maybe like $200, I might put the price there. But when we're talking about a higher end package, I know people just came to that site and saw that they would, they would run away. Totally. So for me, it's really important that I get people on the phone um, and I, you know, I offer complimentary calls and it's, it's through those calls that I get a little bit more details about their health history and what their goals are and basically end up selling them on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just the way I've really designed my packages, it's just kind of like, I think I've kind of worked backwards. It's just like, okay, what's the kind of money that I want to make? And then okay, what's that fee look like? And then what can I include um, in that fee? And how many hours do I want to devote to that? You Absolutely. Know, and how much time does someone really, really need me and my support and my accountability? And so it's just kind of, I guess, working backwards in a sense. Um, and so I basically offer, you know, like an initial sort of intake, which is typically about an hour. And then everyone has... Um, bi-weekly calls with me over, you know, an eight or 12 week period. And then, um, they have email access to me as well. And I do make it clear to people that, you know, I, it takes anywhere sometimes from 24 hours to 72 hours for me to get back. Cause there's a lot of people. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I do blood work as well. So there's costs involved for that. Um, yeah. So between like, you know, the blood work and doing meal planning having the coaching calls, putting together supplement protocols, and the amount of time that it takes to do that plus coach someone. That's kind of how I've, I've determined my rates. Awesome. And, and yes. as I had asked, because I've been thinking about putting together packages myself, now as a naturopathic doctor, we're not allowed to sell, at least in Ontario, blocked fees. So we can still sell packages, but they have to pay by the visit, so to speak. But there's been um, other people that have said, and not necessarily to me, but just in general, where you could offer a guarantee. You could say, okay, if at the end of the eight weeks you haven't achieved your 10 pounds of weight loss, I will work for you for free until we do that. Have you ever thought about offering a guarantee at the end of it? Or do you feel you just don't need to? Like you've set it up in such a way that the accountability is there, that you know, they will get results. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've never offered a guarantee because I, I, in my experience with coaching people, it is, it's difficult to offer a guarantee because at some point, well, at, there's always that point where you can only do so much. Exactly. And the rest of the work is really all on your client. And, you know, I tell my clients, you know, if you follow it 100 If you follow it 70%, you're going to have 70% results. So it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone wants 100% results because everyone's schedules and commitment is mm-hmm. different. 
But regardless, you'll, you'll still get results out of that. It's just what your willingness and, and commitment can be to that program. And this is where I want people to really think about, you know, yeah, I always say offer something really quick to hook them in and then say, OK, now we can do a four week program. Now we're going to do a three month program. But you really need to get your patients or clients invested in you for a good solid 12 months, because really it takes so long for the ebbs and flows and all of that to sort of even out and for that you know they, they're really good for a couple of days and then they fall off the wagon and you start all over again so yeah. being very um, transparent about what the process actually looks like so that their expectations aren't way above where they should be and that they understand that yet yeah, we're doing this for your the rest of your life and you have another 20 or 30 years to live so give me a year and I'll make this work for you right Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I never, I never offer a guarantee at the end of the day, following it a hundred percent. Yeah. You're guaranteed to lose the weight mm -hmm. or, you know, accomplish what it is you're looking for. Um, and you know, even with like my business coaching clients, cause I do business coaching. Um, I have, you know, clients who, you know, three or four weeks into our coaching calls are like, you know, uh, you know, like where, where's all the money kind of thing. And I'm like, you know, it takes time to yes. build up your practice and build that foundation for your business. People just really expect for things to happen really fast. Right. And they don't know that this, you know, where you are now is nowhere we're close to where you were three years ago. But I wanted to ask you this question mm -hmm. in hindsight, do you think back to back in the day, you could have raised your rates and it still would have been okay. Knowing what you know now, do you think you could have just woken up one day and you're like, you know what? Screw the 497. I'm making it 1500. I still know more than these people do. It's just the accountability portion. You totally could have done it then. Do you feel thinking back, you're like, you know what? I didn't need that confidence. It's just, it could have easily happened earlier. That's a great question. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it could have happened way sooner, but it's because I had so many doubts um, and I was still sort of stuck in the mindset that, oh, I, I need to know more when really I didn't need to know more. What I needed to know was branding and marketing and really understanding the online world and sales copy and email newsletters and, and marketing. closing like yes. closing is huge right because yes. you can't just say and it's going to be 1500 bucks and I hope that you buy it and you say it like really weakly and your throat's quivering and things like that you can't do that right totally totally and I mean I you know I have built up the process that really works for me and that I feel really confident with and because I'm on, because I offer so many complimentary consult calls, um, that's what builds up my confidence in my selling. That's, that's where I learn how to sell. It doesn't mean that every person I talk to is buying from me, but it means that I had that opportunity to speak to someone and understand why they're not signing up and how I can overcome these, um, these hesitations on a, on a future call. Yeah. And I'll tell you my story about my rates. I literally went out for lunch with um, an older naturopath okay. and I told him my rates and he's like, when you go home today, you're going to 
go into your office and you're going to raise your rates. And that's exactly what I did. It wasn't like I knew more for between those two or three hours and I didn't raise them astronomically, but I was like, okay, I'm going to add $5 to my 15 minute, $10 to my 30 minute. I'm going to add $40 to my initial and nobody ever questioned me on it. Nobody ever said, oh, did you raise your rates? Nobody once said, oh, okay. And you know, now I'm making, like I was, I started at 120 for a one and a half hour initial and I'm making 160 for an hour initial. What a difference that can make when it comes to like your bottom line at the end. And I literally did that in two hours. So anyone who's listening, you do have the capability to raise your rates, you know, keeping in mind that you do have to then offer something that's worth the investment, um, but don't be afraid and look at your competition. And in my area, I think I have in some of my clinics, I have higher rates than my competition. And I don't think it really makes a difference because people choose you for a reason and they're willing to put the investment in if you show them how trustworthy you are. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great point. And like, I have so many people that will get on the phone with me and say like, how come you're this much, but so-and-so is this much? And it's like, well, you know, I F offer X, Y, and Z. And, you know, I, I don't feel like it, I feel like I'm in competition with anybody. And I always feel that um, I'm always okay to let that person go. Sure. Willing to invest. And I think that's important too. I mean, there's definitely a fine line there. I mean, I think I'm at a point where I have a successful amount of people coming through the door um, or my virtual door um, that if someone can't afford it, you know, I've kind of made my money for that month that I might be willing to offer that person a discount. You know, I'm at the point where I can kind of have that flexibility, but I get how when you're just starting out, it might be you might be scared to really turn down someone who's willing to give you 500 when you wanted 1500. Right. So it's, I think creating that space, letting people go because you really have to accept your worth. Um, that's, that's going to really build your confidence and create that space for the right people to come in. And did you figure this out kind of on your own or what courses did you take to really, again, help you restructure, help you rebrand, help you figure out exactly how you wanted to run your business? So um, before I got fired, I, I, was, uh, I was spending a lot more time online and researching what other you know nutritionists and people in the health space were doing. And then I landed on Marie Forleo and her B-School, so I saw that and was really contemplating it for so long. And, and B-School, just so people know, is $2,000 US, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So it's yeah. not an easy pill to swallow, especially the way our dollar is sometimes, yeah. like now, which is awful. <laughs> <laughs> so awful. Um, so I landed on that course, and then I just decided I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do it. And I didn't even complete the course. Like, I haven't even completed the course to this day. Um, but, you know, I, was, I learned a lot about myself during that time because I, I enrolled for her program. And about you know, maybe three or four weeks into it, I realized I'm really still confused. Like, it's great having this online program and knowing this information, but I physically need to speak with somebody. Like I physically need someone guiding me and really helping me through this. And so 
um, again, online searching people. And I came across the Wellness Business Summit downtown here in Toronto um, that Lori Kennedy puts on. And then I went to that and that just opened up my eyes this, you know, whole other world of online marketing and business. And, uh, and then I started coaching with Lori and then I've, I have, you know, three coaches that I work with right now. So I business, yeah, (laughs) business coaching is, um, has been really incredibly helpful for me having someone there that I can bounce off my ideas to that's going to keep me accountable for getting my work done every week. Um, yeah, just someone that even knows, you know, things that I don't know with the online world and ads or whatever it might be. Um, yeah. So I have a bunch of different coaches that I work with now. And, um, and what are each of the coaches helping you with so that they don't overlap? So I have, um, I have a business coach and then I have, um, my other coach who he kind of, I, and I hate saying the word life coach. Um, but I mean, essentially that's kind of what he does. It's actually called ontological coaching. So he really coaches more about, um, how we, how you're being, it's, it's all about your being. And so it's been so amazing because, um, it's really helped me to recognize all the important aspects outside of my business, like self care mm-hmm. and, you know, how I just go about my, my day to day and, and sort of like a deeper, maybe spiritual connection that I need to have. And, and so he combines sort of, you know, that, with the business and it's just been really, really great. And then I have a friend of mine who does sort of like life coaching as well. Um, and we kind of just sort of offer packages, sort of freebies back and forth to each other and bounce off ideas. So yeah, so technically I have three coaches that I work with. (laughs) And business coaching is not inexpensive either. You as a business coach, I'm starting to become a business coach to um, people that want to work with me. And typically you're looking at at minimum, depending on the person, $500, let's say a week or a month or um, however you want to break it down. Uh, I worked with a business coach right before I got well, not before I got pregnant, before I popped the little one out. And that was a thousand dollars a month. And that was just, that was only four hours a month that I worked with him. And I think a lot of people get really hung up on spending the money for someone to hold you accountable. And yet we're doing it with our patients and clients all the time. So I'm going to ask you again, another personal question here, and you don't have to give exact numbers, but how much would you say you've invested in business coaching and how much do you think that has affected your bottom line since doing that? Like, is it worth the investment? It is absolutely 100% worth the investment. I would not be where I am if I didn't do it. And how much have I invested? Oh my God. I mean, my one coach I pay in US dollars, so that's not pretty. Right. Um, I mean, at least 15 to 20 grand just yep. in the past like year and a half, maybe alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, that, but I'm sure your business is just balling now because yeah, of that. Like, it, huge. I mean, the investment, I mean, it, it pays for itself. Absolutely. Uh, tenfold, you know, it's, um, I, I, I wish I would have, I really do. Um, and I, and now I recognize the importance of really needing that, um, just to continue, you know, moving forward and growing in my business. So that's been, yeah. 
And outside of business coaching, is there something else you can think of that had you done this sooner, it would have made a huge impact that you can kind of think along your business journey to now? Oh, well, I mean, I guess I could take you back to my Sean Croxton story. Yes. <laughs> um, so that was huge for me. I was like, why didn't I reach out to him sooner? Or why didn't I promote myself sooner to like podcasts and, you know, whatnot? Um, so he was presenting at the Wellness Business Summit a few years ago, and I was following his podcast for a really long time. And when I saw he was going to be the speaker there, I got super excited. I reached out to him, I sent him a message, and I said, hey, I would love to meet you. Can I take you out for dinner? And then he said, you know, we're going out, I'm going out for dinner with some friends. Like, why don't you come? And you and you were there. I drove you there. <laughs> And um, it was awesome. And so, yeah, I ended up going out for dinner with, you know, a group of people. And, you know, um, and then we started talking and he said, you know, what is it that you're working on? And I said, oh, you know, I'm kind of writing this this ebook and uh, just, you know, just working on this ebook. And he's like, OK, well, when when is it going to be done? And this was in March. So a few years ago in March. And then I was like, OK, uh, I don't really know. I haven't decided on a date yet. And so he pulls out his phone and he's like, okay, well, tell me the date. You need a date when you're finishing the book. So this was in March and I was like, okay, I don't know, June 1st. I just threw out this random date. So he pulls out his phone, he puts it in his phone. I'm like, oh God, what are you going to do? Like, remind me on June 1st that my book is done. And he said, no, I'm going to have you on my podcast on, you know, on June 3rd and you're going to come on there and sell your book. And I was like, uh, what? So I basically had three months to get that book done. And, um, and then, yeah, and I went on his podcast and I was, you know, I'm so grateful for that because it started to build this momentum for me. And I started to really see the value of, you know, putting myself out there and connecting with people and networking with people who are already doing it and who are successful. And, uh, yeah. So I kind of wish like, why didn't I reach out to him sooner? Or why wasn't I pitching myself to podcasts sooner? And I witnessed that entire conversation from across the table. Yeah. And I would tell you guys, Samantha, who we're talking to right now has this like, effervescent confidence about her and the Samantha that was sitting at that dinner table that night she was all like oh I don't know and are you sure and do you really think and oh like you're so hesitant and you're so, so unsure of yourself and you're so like fearful I think it was just fear like deer caught in the headlights sort of like oh my god like he's holding me accountable to this and it was one of those opportunities that you cannot let go in life and he did the same thing for me so when I was researching my book I reached out to him and I was like hey you know I'm just looking for people to um, help me out in certain sections of my book and at the end of the interview he was like so I need someone for tomorrow night on my show to talk about detox and I was like Oh my God, like heart out of my chest. And that was really what started launching it for me was getting that sort of um, international recognition. Yes. So worth it. And I have reached out to plenty of podcasters myself and just said, hey, you know, if you're looking for a guest, here I am. And it's amazing how many will take you up on it because they don't want to necessarily put in the work to go out and find people to fill up their weekly podcast. So yeah, 
anybody can do it. And the one big thing that I learned from my publisher is no matter how big these people are, they are still just people and they still love to be recognized and they love to contribute to things. So if you think that, you know, this person is way above you and you could never, ever, ever get them to even help with a blog or contribute to a book or something like that, they typically always say yes. You just have to ask them. It's so true. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, and that that was such an eye-opener for me. And then it was great to be able to reach out to other podcasts and be like, hey, I was, you know, just recently interviewed on Underground Wellness and, right, and just, you know, just connect with other people. It was just a great segue into the podcast world. But... Yeah, I wish I would have done that sooner. <laughs> and predominantly for you, what aspects of marketing are you really tapping into now? So that's a great question. I I mean, I put a lot of energy into social media, but at the same time, it's it. there's so many different platforms that you know we don't really have control over. So it might be great to go on Facebook and post stuff, but, you know, Facebook can decide they want to change all these things the next day and your reach might not be, you know, where you want it to be. Um, and yeah, so it's, I, I can't necessarily bank on social media, although it's such a great free marketing tool. Yes. To using, so I definitely do do that. Um, mainly, I mean, it's growing my email list and, and email marketing. Uh, for me, that's really important because, you know, those people have signed up specifically to be on my list and they wanted my information. And I, so I make that commitment every Tuesday and Friday, I send out a newsletter and, uh, you know, it's great because as I've made that commitment to send that newsletter, obviously my writing over the years too has just become so much better. And as I become more confident in what I'm offering and my services, my, you know, that shows in my writing. And so people respond so much better to my newsletters now and uh, reply saying, oh my God, what great information. And so when I hear those things, I'm like, oh, I know, I'm, I know I'm on the right track, you know? And what are, um, so one question I had is you're sending out two newsletters a week. Most of us are like, oh my God, if people mm-hmm. heard from me two times a week, they would definitely opt out. They wouldn't want to be a part of my list anymore because I'm bothering them. How did you overcome that mindset? So it's so funny you say that because this morning on one of my business coaching calls with one of my clients, I said to her, okay, let's talk about your newsletter. We need to send out a newsletter every week. And she's like, oh, uh, can I do it every month? Right. Yeah. And so it's just, it's always a question that I hear and there's always hesitancy with that. Um, I never questioned it. I just, I literally just jumped right into it. I was like, I need to be in these people's faces more often. I have so much more information that I can be sharing and it's just not enough to put in one newsletter and I don't want to be like have one newsletter that's like three or four pages long of information. Right. And for me I was just like, you know, I'm I'm just going to do it. I just know that I know there are other, you know, people out there who are sending newsletters every day. Yeah. And, and I'm even on some of those newsletter lists and it's just, it, and it can definitely be really overwhelming. So I just thought, you know, if other people are doing it and this is what I, what I'm hearing is becoming more successful from, you know, other practitioners or people in the health space, then I'm, I'm just going to try it. And so I started to send out, uh, I always sent out the Tuesday newsletter and then I started adding the Friday newsletter and it's, it's been great. And if, and if people opt out, 
they opt out. I mean, if they don't want the information, they're probably never going to be a client or be interested in what I have to sell anyway. So that's right. That's fine. Just unsubscribe. Yeah, absolutely. And describe how your copywriting has changed, because that is something that I'm just newly really getting into, literally writing to people as if I was talking to them, as if we were best friends. You know, this is what's going on, because I find the like all filled with data, the informative, like, you know, coffee does this, blah, 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 blah. Instead of, you know, I love having coffee. I have two of them a day. There's such a different response to how people engage with you and they feel like they know you better. And they're like, oh, yeah, I can totally see Andrea doing that. And I love two coffees a day. So how has your copywriting style changed? So I think I never really had a copywriting <laughs> right, style. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, back in the day, I just I was just writing to write, just, just to get information out there. Um Whereas now I really understand that I need to be transparent with people and I need to weave in my story so that people can relate to me and know that I've been there too. You know, I've done that. I've gone through this myself. Um, So sales writing, you know, sales copy, it's, it's about telling a story at the end of the day is really what is it's about. And if you can have some social proof as well, maybe a testimonial or before and after or something, that's really huge because if people can't relate to your story, maybe they can relate to one of your client's stories. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, you know, when I write a blog post now, I pretty much always sign up a client just from a blog post. Awesome. Yeah, and I and that's definitely because I've become more conscious of weaving in a personal story or sharing about a client's success um, and really just giving valuable, amazing content. And people connect with that. And uh, at the end of every blog post, I have an option there where or, or I write in for people to uh, email me if they have questions or want to set up a complimentary call. And every time there's there's always one person. Cool. And that's something that for those who do blog, and if you've been listening to my podcast, I'm not a blogger, but (laughs) at the end of anything that you do, whether it's a, excuse me, a Facebook post, a blog, a video, there always needs to be a call to action. Always. Yes. Always. I mean, they are all over my website. If you go on my site, they're, they're just everywhere. I just, you always want that opportunity to capture someone's email. Now, one thing that you've done that I have not even looked into is Periscope. Oh, talk about Periscope because I I don't know if you're still doing it or not, but what is that whole process like? Because that sounds like the new Google Hangout to me. I know. So it's funny because I haven't done it in actually a while. Um, I, I got really excited for it because, you know, it is live video and uh, I I know how great it is to just interact with people that way. And so I I was fearful to do it at first, which is why I brought my boyfriend on board. And I said, okay, let's do it together. And so we were doing these like wellness Wednesday chats every Wednesday morning. And we did it for a few weeks and it was great. But, you know, our, our schedules just got, just got in the way. And unfortunately, yeah. it was one of those things that I had to let go of. Um, so... I, it's definitely nerve wracking because it is live and people are asking you questions right on the spot and you just got to be on the ball. But, um, it's, it's something that, I mean, I'll continue to include, uh, over time and, 
and it's, but at the same time, I've recognized that I just can't do everything. Absolutely. So many social media platforms and I just, and, and anyone has to just really find what works for them. You have to pick that one or, you know, two platforms that you're really comfortable with and just commit to that before feeling like you need to do everything. And is it a lead generator as well? Or do people just sign into a, a, a page that offers your Periscope video? I honestly have no idea how it works. Right. So, um, no, you, you have to be creative in how you get leads off of that Periscope. Mm. So, um, if you sign on and you're doing a video, basically anybody can just kind of come on and watch you live. Um, but there's no way to capture, you know, anyone's contact info or email, right? Okay. I mean, you can go in after the video and see who's watched you and I guess technically get their information that way, but that might be a little creepy. So, <laughs> so what I was doing was I created like a Periscope page on my website and what I would do is I would share the video replay there and I would put um, links to any products or anything that I talked about so if people needed that information they could go there. So at least for me it was like somewhere I could drive people back to or I would just promote another opt-in or a freebie that I had and direct people to that link so they can go there. And what sort of freebies are you offering as lead generators? So I have um, my best breakfast recipe ebook. Uh, that's a freebie. And then I have a 10-day detox. And then I also have a three-day ditch the sugar detox book. Uh, so right now, those are sort of the three. Uh, I am working on another one. And um, yeah, with my sugar detox book, I actually do spend money every single day on Facebook ads and just constantly letting that ad run because it's just been really successful. Uh, and so it's been a great way to grow my list. And uh, I've just made that investment every day to to put towards that book. Awesome. Facebook ads is something I'm definitely going to get into more this year. I have the um, Amy Porterfield Profit Lab. Oh, I right. know everyone is basically promoting it like digital marketer. And I know Lori Kennedy is doing it. And for some reason, I just have not jumped on the bandwagon wholeheartedly and and completed that. So that is my goal for this year, for sure, because wow. I didn't have a lot of these free products to give away to just anybody. Um, what I did offer with Facebook ads was my sauna. I put it up and I just geared it towards my people that lived near Caledonia because that's where it was. Yeah. And I got a lot of like a lot of people commenting on it. And I had two people actually come in and use it. And then for some reason, I just freaked out and like took it down. So <laughs> it does does work um, but you do have to understand that it's quite an investment in the beginning and then all of a sudden I find the ad just starts to catch momentum and then you're good but yeah. I only ran it for maybe two months and then I freaked out which I probably shouldn't have done <laughs> but two months is pretty good I mean that's that's pretty good I okay. uh, I yeah I mean I I know about Facebook ads but I don't really know there's still so much more to learn about it's them. insane there's like courses and hours and hours and hours of training on how to do proper Facebook ads it's it's insane it, it is and the thing is I feel a lot of people will use that as an excuse as like why not to use them because they feel like it's overwhelming but just to run a basic ad is not hard no um, so I, I'm just like, you know, I'm not, I know I need to utilize this, so I'm not going to get caught up in what I don't know. I'm just going to do right now what I do know. Yes. Um, and, it's, and it's working. Yeah. 
And so the um, a couple like final things that I would like to, and I think we could talk for hours and hours and hours. Oh. I just love you so much. Oh. Is your appearance. The one thing that I've been following with you the most, and I get a little bit jealous, I will be honest, is I'm always seeing these beautiful professionally done photos that you promote here, there, and the other, like you're using Canva, or it's part of like your Facebook post for the day. And I just want to ask you, did you just do one big professional photo shoot and you just continue to use those? Or are you constantly taking new photos and using them? Because it is such an impact. It looks so amazing. Thanks. Um, so I did do, so a few months ago, I totally revamped my website. And I had this new vision that I wanted to do for my site and how I wanted it to look. And so I made the investment to uh, have a friend of mine who's a photographer. We, we did a photo shoot. And so I did actually have my girlfriend come and do my makeup and do my hair and my friend, you know, um, the photos for the day and it was probably good five or six hours just in the kitchen and yeah just shooting all day and it I feel like it's such an important investment that so many you know naturopaths or nutritionists or anyone in the health space should make because um you can use those photos for so many different things yep. and uh, especially on your website to really show, you, you know, your presence and your brand. So yeah, it was so worth the investment. And, um, otherwise, I mean, I post like, I'll take random shots of myself, like at home, <laughs> like I posted up a workout one, I think the other day, which I mean, it's not fancy at all. <laughs> workout but, selfie. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think it's just important that I, cause I, I used to be so hesitant with posting photos of myself or like doing selfies just didn't really resonate with me. But then so many of my friends were like, I want to see pictures of you. Like, what are you doing? Like, mm -hmm. you're your brand. So it's like, right. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a good point. And I find like the other day I took one of King. King is my German shepherd. And he oh, literally jumped up on top of my lap while I was working on my computer and I took a selfie of us and I was like, is this my new boss? And so many people started posting and liking it because yeah. they get to see into your world, right? And that's all people really want is they want to know, you know, what is Andrea like when she's at home? What is she like when she's chilled? Does she actually do all the things she's telling us she's doing? <laughs> and that's why I love video so much for me. I love the video. I love the audio because you can hear the inflections. You can see the expressions. You can really feed off of how somebody looks or talks. And I think that's the main reason why writing for me just doesn't work because I don't feel I get the same emotions put on paper as I do in audio or video. For sure. For sure. My 2016 goal is to do more webinars and to do more videos. So. Well, ask me and I will come on okay. and we can even just do a, a simple chat and hopefully awesome. people will like it. Okay, great. I love that. <laughs> now, the final thing, and I have not brought this up until now, is you are a successful product line as well. Oh, thanks. And yeah. you make now, okay. Do you make them all at home right now? Or what are what's the product line about? Tell people what the line is called, what you offer, and how that got started on top of everything else that you've been doing. <laughs> so that started uh probably about two years ago. I I so I have a line of like holistic self-dentistry products. Um, my toothpaste is called Salty Kisses Toothpaste, and then I have a hippie floss oil. And then a love your body butter 
And so uh, all those names came to me while I was in the shower, actually. And I, I like, love that. On the toilet just, and the shower are my two, like, number one thought-provoking places. I was literally in the shower and I was like yelling out to my boyfriend, like, I have the names, I have the names. I grab a pen and a paper, write this down. Um, so I, uh, yeah, they started about two years ago. I had never had a cavity my whole life. And then for the first time, well, was developing a cavity and I started freaking out because I was like, oh my God, how did this happen? And so I started to put all this energy and research into understanding cavities and just dental health in general. And so that led me to kind of creating my own toothpaste. And and I really only did it because I wanted it for myself. I just, I wanted my own toothpaste. And uh, I ended up connecting with this really great couple in the city that makes products. And so we just worked together to sort of formulate uh, formulate these products and I gave them my ideas and what I really wanted them, you know, the, the products to include the ingredients. And, um, it, it just started out as me really wanting it for myself and maybe my friends and my family. And then sure enough, well, of course I went on the underground wellness podcast. And so, you know, they have a big, um, they're big, they have a big audience in the U S and so I ended up getting tons of orders from the States and people. Cool. And, you know, it's funny because even then I wasn't um, before, before underground wellness, how do I explain? Before I went on underground wellness, I didn't really have like a shop page or anything like that. The shop page all came because I wanted to have something professional when I went on that podcast yes. so and come and shop. But before then, I was literally having people just email me from the state saying they wanted the products. And I would have to go back and forth and be like, okay, what's your address? Okay, let me find right. out the shipping. Like, okay, here's the shipping. Do you still want to order it? It's really <laughs> expensive. Like, it was crazy. And then I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like... So, um, yeah, so that's kind of how the product sort of came about, came about. It was really more just, uh, for selfish reasons and, and wanting them for myself. And, uh, I just connected with some people in the city. Now they make them and, uh, and that, and that's that. And now I just, I basically ship them all over the world, which is great. Wow. You ship yeah. them all over the world. Yeah. Like I literally have people from like Dubai. But insane. Like, like order my toothpaste and they'll, and they'll buy like one toothpaste and pay like $20. Oh no. Yeah. Um, I have people like Texas, Australia, like it's crazy. It's, it's all over. Good for you. Uh, thanks. That's really cool. And is it labor intensive to start up a product line? Like, do you have, is there, um, stipulations and regulations around doing things like this? Yeah. I mean, because it's not a supplement, I don't really have to worry about that too much. Okay. Um, but the mm. truth, like, oh my God, it, it's totally labor intensive. Like, it's great that obviously I outsource it and someone's making it for me. But then, I mean, that's just one part of it. Then I have to actually drive down there. I have to go pick up my products. I have to get all the labels printed. Yeah. I, have, I have to label it. And I'm still in the process because, I mean... Sure, it sounds great that, oh my God, I'm shipping product all over the world, but it's still a very, very small part of my business. So it doesn't, it wouldn't make sense to have someone come and, you know, ship the Manage product. Manage it, for sure. Yeah, so I, I just kind of do that on my own. But it's at that point where it's like, okay, I really need to um, really see if this is where I want to be putting my energy or, you know, do I 
I've been thinking about potentially putting it on hold for a little bit um, so that I can grow it to be bigger and better. Like I want to invest in, you know, better labels and I have some other ideas. So it's like, I, you know, I can't do everything at once. Right. So, and plus I have obviously my clients and everything else that's really taking up majority of my time. So I've really realized like, you know, just, you can't do it all. So I'm at that point where it's like, where, where do I really want to go with the products and what do I want to do with it? So what is a day like for you? How many hours a week? Like what time do you wake up? Cause you are doing a lot. Yes. <laughs> so what is it like? Like what's the hustle like? Oh my God. I mean, this should be a question for you. Cause you're the one with the baby. <laughs> I don't you know what? Ari is so cool. And my husband is amazing. My um, all of her grandparents just love her to bits. They literally, I think, don't want to give her back. Right. So I, I do have. I'm, I'm incredibly lucky and very fortunate. Oh. So my life is actually pretty good. Like I, I can oh. do a lot of the things that I want to do, and I, I made it a point that I was going to do it. Right. Um, but yeah, no. But you, it sounds like <laughs> you must be waking up fairly early. You're working all day. I don't know. Tell oh. us funny that you say that. So my sleeping habits, oh God, I don't even want to get into that. But <laughs> basically, um, so anywhere from like 7 to 8 a.m. is sort of like my wake up. My ideal time would be 7, but I'm just like, oh. I love 8 a.m. And it. I love being in bed by like 9.30. It makes me sound so old, but <laughs> 9.30 is like my favorite time to be in bed. And if I go to bed later, I'm like, why didn't I go to bed earlier? Because the bed is my favorite place. I just love That's it. Awesome. I wish I wish that would be the case for me. Oh my God, my boyfriend would love to hear you say that. Mm -hmm. So um, no, I'm in bed by like 11.30 and I'm kind of a night owl. Like I'm forcing myself to go to sleep and I'm forcing myself to wake up because I really am trying to like reset that, that sleep schedule for myself. Um, so yeah, ideally, but I, I mean, I would probably say about 8am is my, is my wake up time. Really? Uh, seven just sounds really nice, but it doesn't really happen. And that's so. okay. Um, so yeah, about 8am and, uh, my morning routine is basically, you know, I make tea and then I go and I sit with my journal and I write in my journal for a bit and, um, sort of write out, uh, in my agenda, like my to-do list and, and sort of get that all out on paper. And so I have an idea of what, what I need to do for the day. And then I have breakfast and then I make it a point to not touch my phone or look at emails until I've done all of that because Good I can get really caught up in the, oh my God, like emails. I got to get back to this yep. person, this person. And it just so totally throws off my day. So, uh, yeah, I make sure that I have breakfast and I'm really sort of taking care of myself first. And then, yeah, and then I get into the emails and just get back to sort of the most important people I need to. And then, um... Uh, I mean, it could vary. Some it depends what I'm working on. I mean, if I'm launching a product, I mean that's where my energy might go. Yep. Or I set aside different days in the week where you know I'm actually writing my newsletters and writing blogs. Um, so it definitely varies day to day. Um, but uh, there's always sort of that morning routine for myself, and then the emails, and then I'll spend a few time on emails, and then I always try and hit the gym before like 4 p.m. So I try to keep some space during the day to do that. And um, I've also been making it a priority to really just like turn off at night, um, like it, like stop working, like 
after eight, just, it's done, close the computer, it will be there tomorrow. And really taking, you know, a few hours to obviously like eat dinner and just really settle down for the night. So how many hours a week would you say that adds up to with you actually working on your business or in your business? Oh, a lot. Yes. <laughs> and and I ask this to almost everybody that I interview because there's this idea of, oh my goodness, she must just have the best life. And if she's making so much money per client, she must not have to work all that hard. And yet the people that are, are really making a name for themselves are working at least 60, 70, 80 hours a week. And if you're not working on it, you're thinking about it. Totally. That's mm -hmm. exactly it. So you basically feel like you're on 24 seven, like a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I would definitely say anywhere from like 60 to 70 hours. And then of course, if there's some type of launch or something coming up and work really needs to get done and there's a time limit, then for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, probably 80 hours for sure. Uh, yeah, people just don't know. <laughs> and that's why we're telling them. That's why exactly. we, we I did the podcast was to just let it let it all hang out, you know, I tell it, it like it is. I love it. I think it's amazing that you're doing this. And if people want to get in touch with you, Samantha, what are the best ways for them to do that? Uh, probably just to head on over to my website at holisticwellness.ca. Um, you can find sort of all my social media handles there. Um, yeah. And if, you know, there's a personal email they want to send me, there is my a contact page on my website, or you can send me an email at samanthagladish at gmail.com. Um, yeah, probably my website is really the best way. And, and I, I will have, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I like to hang out on Instagram. So if anyone wants okay. to come. <laughs> and I will have all the links that you need on the show notes at the maximizedbusiness.ca website. But I just want to thank you again, Samantha, for coming on. This was probably one of like the most chill, most fun yeah. podcast interviews that I've done to date. And we will definitely have you back on the show. Awesome. I look forward to it. Thank you so much. Good. So anyone who's listening, if you have questions for me, um, if you want to um, be on my show, if you have something to say, if you um, want to even uh, hire me as a business coach or Samantha as a business coach, it's whoever you resonate with. We are here for you. Um, I always love it when you leave reviews on the podcast. I love to hear what you like that I'm doing, what you don't like, what you want to hear more of, where you're tripping up so I can make sure that this year is the best year for you. But I think we have said more than enough today. I hope you guys all have a killer week. This is Andrea from the Profitable Practice Podcast, and I'm out. You guys are killer. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Profitable Practice Podcast. Leave me a comment, and if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. Definitely subscribe to this podcast and leave me a quick review. For those ready to maximize your practice, contact me at www.maximizedbusiness.ca.